0: I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. We begin today to look at lesson number 30 on the doctrine of eschatology. That is the doctrine of last things. This is part one of our study. In it, we will deal with the next great event in time for the believer. We are going to see that the rapture is the first phase of our lord's second coming when he will take all born-again believers out of this world to be with the savior forever we'll get into our study right after this the study of eschatology is essentially the study of prophecy And prophecy serves to prove the Bible to be the very word of God without question. There is absolutely no other book, that includes all so-called religious books, but absolutely no other book that tells us what the future holds with 100% accuracy. The Bible alone does this. Some look at this world and ask the question, Man, can he get any worse? There are others who are convinced that the world is getting better and better. What is the truth? Well, the truth is that this world is going to get worse, a lot worse. We know this because the word of God tells us. However, we as born-again believers, we know from the word of God that we have a glorious future a blessed hope. As long as we are in this world, we are not going to reach perfection. So that is our goal. We want to reach perfection that we may glorify the Savior by living holy lives. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Though I cannot attain perfection due to the weakness of my flesh, because Jesus said to the disciples in the last part of Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Though I cannot attain to that perfection, nevertheless, I should be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, always reaching for the mark of perfection in my Christian life. We are going to leave this world one way or the other. We'll either leave this world, as my dad used to say, by way of the undertaker or by way of the upper taker. I prefer the upper taker, just like my dad. When we leave this world, then we will attain the perfection for which we have been apprehended. Then and only then will we live absolutely holy lives, and that in the presence of our Savior, His physical presence. Physical death is the separation of the soul from the body. The certainty of physical death is declared in Scripture. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 8 we're told there is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit neither hath he power in the day of death and there is no discharge in that war. Then again we read in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment. Physical death awaits us all whether we like it or not, unless the Savior comes and takes us home by way of the rapture. We're going to look at the rapture in just a moment. Remember that God said to Adam and Eve after the fall in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust, shalt thou return so it's certain because of sin that came in this world it's certain that this old body is going to return to the dust which it came from genesis chapter 5 is titled the book of the generations of adam in verse 1 adam's generation has one thing in common they die as you read through it and he died And he died. And he died. Listen, Adam had a son in his image and his likeness. Not God's image, not God's likeness, but his image, his likeness. And in his image and his likeness, they all died. Only two exceptions to that rule. Enoch, who walked with God and was not because God took him. And later in Scripture, Elijah who God took up in a whirlwind. The fact is that 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22 tells us, in Adam all die. Only in Christ do we have eternal life. Though physical death will take us out of this world, we have eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ, because he is our life. The only escape from the physical that is the physical death, for the born-again believer is the next great event in eschatology, which is the rapture of all born-again believers out of this world. Now, the term rapture, the word rapture, does not appear in the Bible. It's not a Bible word, but it's taken from a word that means caught out or yanked out. The rapture is a part of the second coming of Christ. It's the first phase of his second coming. It is in secret and will only be seen by born-again believers. This world will have no idea what happened when the rapture occurs. All they're going to know for certain is that millions have been removed from this world. We read about this event in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, It's interesting to note that death for the Christian in this passage of Scripture is likened to sleep. This event, the rapture, and the promise of it are a great comfort to all believers who believe what the Scripture says. We know that our Lord is coming to take us home to heaven. He's going to take all of his own to heaven, just as he promised he would in John chapter 14, verses 2 through 3. Listen to what he says there. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. We, as born-again believers, should be, and if we're right with God, are looking for his coming and to our going home to be with our Lord and Savior forever. This is our hope, the hope that sustains us in our pilgrimage through this old, wicked world. Remember, we are but pilgrims and strangers in this world. As the songwriter says, I am just a weary pilgrim, plodding through this world of sin, getting ready for that city when the saints go marching in. A very well-known song. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 57, We read concerning the rapture. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Remember, sleep is reference to death for the Christian. But we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, this old earthly body that we now inhabit, must put on incorruption. And this mortal body, this dying body, must put on immortality. So when this corruptible corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal body shall, this dying body shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Our shout in glory will be The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our victory comes from God through our Savior. This is what the scriptures tell us. The victory is ours when we are changed and death will be swallowed up in victory. Then and only then will we see the victory which is ours through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the victory which we are looking for or should be looking for, and in that day, this victory is the victory we will rejoice in. So as we close up this study on part one, I want to remind you that we have seen that the rapture is the event that all born-again believers are looking and longing for. For then will we be with the Savior in heaven forevermore. This is the event that I am to be living for, and that's the imminent return of my Savior. I'm supposed to be ready and waiting when Jesus comes to call his children home. God bless you till the next lesson. Hey, this is John Cook again. I want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. I encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on Systematic Theology two. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless.